man Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street That leads him to the corpus bay Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, but this band of feet in the Come away, come away if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on the rise. All right. Welcome, regulators. Welcome to the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time in the United States of America, broadcasting from the blowtorch signal of the ESPN Studio 102.7 there in Austin, Texas, and live podcast across all your favorite podcast platforms recorded live as a podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms and available there every week for you to share with your friends re-enjoy my name is tj graney and the bunkhouse with me now is the beef oh yeah here i am yeah yeah i is the beef is in the beef is in the house and cody ryan is actually on the water. I bet he's about to launch right now. He's fishing. Uh, let's see. He's fishing the Brandon Belt fishing tour and San- Lake San Rayburn. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go through the show. Um, but yeah. And Jack is the ranch hand that got here early, made sure the gate got open, fired up the old pot belly stove and, Put a screw in that screen door to hold it on to make sure it doesn't flop in the breeze this morning. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jack the Ranch Hand. So, Beef. Man. Good morning. I, good morning. Hey, you. I think you asked whether or not um, I was still burning, you know, firewood, if it's still cold enough, you know, because we have. Well, I was asking, are you guys over there firewood or propane? Well, Firewood, of course. I mean, both both highly highly uh, disliked. Well, okay, so you know, I by just, this generational, I I can't Yahoo. I can't help but chime in on this because, you know, two years ago when I went on a firewood manic manic tear, like. Uh, <laughs> And you were every week. You're, you're, you're not doing that anymore. No, when I started you know, post on the neighborhood and like, oh, there's, there's a quarter cord over there. So, so now it's okay. Now everybody's all right with it. When I got firewood that I got great big, you know, and 
we got a splitter. We can stack the stuff. We got the KOZ kids working on it. I mean, now everybody loves the idea, but you thought I was crazy when I was going around gathering up like a madman, all the firewood, like Donnie Firewood or something, you know, like instead of <laughs> <laughs> little Jack. Donnie Firewood driving Go, through the neighborhood. Well, uh, some of that stuff was what you were picking up was kind of ridiculous, but well, some of okay. the stuff, I mean, I know how you are. You have to burn like pristine, perfect Oak firewood, even outside negative red know? rider. Oh, come on, man. And, you know, there's an aspect to inside firewood, or I should say barbecue firewood. Right, right. There's inside and And outside firewood. The cedar elm, you know, does just fine. That's a good one. I even like hackberry for outside or even for my uh, fire pit. I hate hackberry. Why? Why? It's it's tough wood. It's tough to, uh, you know, split. You're not going to split it I've had bad situations with those hackberry trees just rotting and then falling over like they do all yeah, the time they do they're a bad species fall on your there. house fall on your barn fall on your fence line right bad but, wood that's bad wood right there but yes i have thought about now i you know i've got one of those fireplaces that has the insert and the fire doors and it blows hot air and that is the deal I don't have it installed yet, but I have it. <laughs> you <laughs> found it on the neighborhood app. How'd you know? They're like, because you get everything there. They they basically you're a said, stalker on that. They this lady said basically, if I could get it out of the house, I could have it. And it was downstairs, and the thing weighs about as much as a gun safe. It was like eight hundred and fifty pounds, and so I somehow. Got it out by myself, off the ledge, out, pulled out, down on the floor without killing myself. But I ended up having to call in a, a lifeline to get it up the stairs and get it no out doubt, on the trailer. Dude. I had to call a guy, hey, bro, what you doing? You have it and upstairs it, in your house? Um, No, it's on the single. I'm talking about where I retrieved it from. They had oh. it like in a, ba- not basement, but a. It was probably a half a level down, a kind of lower. Yeah, like a half, yeah. half sub, a split level kind of a house. Well, you know? I I have switched, and I the whole time I had my big rock fireplace there in in the house on Chisholm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had that, and I burned firewood, and I built my own chimney sweep, and you know did that whole thing, and I liked it. But it was one, it didn't have the blower out of it. It didn't have that blowing feature that took the hot air and sent it out. And that so makes it, all the difference, worked, yep. it worked a little bit. I mean, it was big and it worked a little bit to warm the house. <clears throat> but I always, I always wanted a propane element to it, like a, like a propane lighting, uh, part underneath it or whatever and uh just a, a a propane line running to it and when i built this new place the barndo i put a a gas fireplace in there with fake logs and it's not 
Yeah, I know. It's not. I know. I ulti- know. It's not the ultimate, but I tell you what, I could turn that sucker on in 15 minutes. That whole place is warm, and it runs off of propane. I don't need electric. I don't need anything, and I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy. I don't have to clean up ashes. I'm. It's it's fine. It's it's so, not exactly now you got that. A, I, you got a pretty boy fireplace now it it, okay. it is it's not it's not what i want to end up with it's not I th- i'm thinking other things already what i want it to look like but uh it is my it. buddy mm-hmm. joaz in alaska they have a wood burning stove and they built a nice stone mantle around it and did some stuff like that that man i really really dig that and yeah. Yeah. that thing man his wood burn stove will It'll heat up a building quick. <laughs> that is cool. You know, when we were out last weekend in the Hill Country, you know, I went out to, uh, I told you I, I did a drive through shot that dough <laughs> in 10 minutes, right? But the but the field yeah. dressing and having to break the water on top of the cattle trough in order to get, you know, water um, for skinning it out. And it was 22, maybe 20 degrees. And I'll tell you, I was thinking while I was in that old farmhouse, man, what did they used to do back in 1909 when it was like this? There wasn't any electricity in that house. Oh, yeah. they No insulation or little insulation. and No, they had a fireplace downstairs. Wind come just kind of. They had a fireplace in the, I think, on one side and a fireplace on the other side of the main house and uh, just two rooms. That was it. You know, it was like a main uh, family room area and then the, the main bedroom. And they had, uh, and I'm like, you know what? That's what they did, I guess. Right? I mean, he didn't have any other I things. guess. You know, they used to have those. You know, there's some, there's some uh, advantages to being in the 21st century and <laughs> having <laughs> propane. Now, I, I mean, we have, we have AC and, and elect, we use electricity obviously but uh but i sure like to be able to peel off and have options and a, a wood burning fireplace is something i really like a secondary i'm okay with the propane i got a big propane tank and i'm okay with that well now my wife is uh, talking about backup generators she's all on this mm-hmm. kick to keep the because we have we went out to eat with a couple sorry tj it wasn't you and your wife with someone else <clears throat> and all they could talk about was the you know the end of the world is coming and where uh where where are we going to all meet up Who's how are we going to charge our teslas yeah and uh and you know so i'm in charge of ammo firearms and and meat that's what was decided by the group if you can imagine that good so that's someone's got to keep that freezer my wife was like Someone's got to keep that freezer going. How are you going to do it? I'd, yeah, well, they got some of those generators and those battery packs now that you see advertised that'll, you know, hold a charge and they'll do all kinds. Of, they're just this like is a dark, battery pack. This is a dark, deep trail. You can get into I know, it for I a know. Hey, bit. Dan Cook from, from Virginia chimed in on the text line and said, 
he cut firewood his whole life and he's done with it. <laughs> he's not cutting firewood. <laughs> Some people say so that. he goes, mm-hmm. he goes out and his highly charged Tesla truck and loads up. No, no they, kidding. they do have those batteries. I mean, you charge them up and then they, there's some that'll last and power your house. I mean, it is. Yeah, I saw incredible. that. I saw that. I'm, I'm thinking, what did that, what does that look like? But you got to be able to charge it. That's the deal. You got to have a, a solar panel. You have to have an option. That's not plug it in the wall. The real, right? the real deal, what people are doing now, I found out the high rollers, if they have these inverter generators that you can pick up and carry like a suitcase has a battery right. to it and you can link them together. And so you can either right. charge them at home, them. plug them in, or you can run them and charge the battery. But those batteries, those incredible lithium that they're using could power everything. So you don't have to have the generator necessarily running like at night at your RV, you know, where it's like, have you ever right. been to a camp? We went to the Texas youth hunting, that super, super hunt. And, uh, man, there were that one guy had a rattle trap and it was just all like, oh, that's horrible. And, you know, it's like, it's like somebody who, uh, you ever been to a meeting, you ever been to a meeting and everybody's sitting around a table and one oh, guy's you're at chewing a Bible ice. study or one you're someplace. Chewing ice. And, and oh, there's man. a guy chewing ice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you idiot. Do you not know? I mean, have you, you never been in a meeting before? <laughs> you're irritating. Hey, I'll tell you what's not irritating, what we need to know, what you need to know. And and Beef will tell you he's in charge of guns, ammo, and meat at his house. McBride's guns. With the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. The one we trust with our constitutional rights, McBride's Guns. McBride's Guns. Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carrier, special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun? Go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice mcbride's guns you'll find them in the same place they've been for years the corner of 30th and lamar call them at 512-472-3532 or online at mcbridesguns.com because mcbride's guns they're our hometown gunshot all right we're going to wrap this up you know just starting up but we're going to wrap up this first segment and we come back tj and i are going to talk about fishing you can believe that without Cody Ryan present. This is the Outdoor Zone. Catch us 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Everything that I got is just what I've got on. Hey, American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them. And stack them, would you? All right. Welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone. Hey, at the Outdoor Zone, we're always shopping from Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass. Post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, the Outdoor Zone. Track us all week long, theoutdoorzone.com. 
Hey, this segment's brought to you by our buddies over at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Get a fast start without the fast talk to the new year during the Start Something New sales event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. There is really some big news in 2024. The 2024 Ram 1500 crew cabs with total savings of over 14000 That's a price lower than our competition. Plus, any Ram truck you buy from Nile Maxwell in Austin comes with a free, that's right, free lifetime powertrain protection plan for as long as you own it. It's covered. Ram 1500 is America's best light-duty pickup for new vehicle quality as ranked by J.D. Power. You have Nile's personal promise to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us their deal and we'll beat it. Head to the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. We sell more than anyone else. 620 and 183 in Austin or visit us online at So Cody Ryan is not in the bunkhouse with us because he is fishing just completed day one at the of the Brandon Belt fishing event. It's called the show. <laughs> on Lake San Rayburn in Texas and uh, talk to him, him and his partner are, man, they hit a serious wall with like the flu or something Oh no! like where, where they felt so bad. They didn't want to go out and it was, it's, I mean, they hit a serious wall. Wow. And I think Cody got it from my little granddaughter or something like that. Cause she got sick and uh his daughter and so they're but they got up and fished and uh they're uh, out of 137 anglers at 137 teams they are 130 or they are 39 39 out of 137 that's uh, i don't know about you they're around that's good yeah yep they're around 15 pounds the top weight is 26 and that's just the first one or two places. And then they drop down into the 16, 15 pound range. So they're right in the, the fix right in the middle of all of the action. And he said, man, dad, just if, if I, if we didn't feel so bad, it wouldn't be so bad, but we're just, you know, it's, it's hurting us. So they're, they tried to get some rest last night, eat some good food. And, uh, they're probably on the water now getting ready for day two and, uh, be exciting to see. You can go on Facebook and track them a little bit. If you, um, check Brandon belt fishing, Brandon belt fishing. Uh, I wanted to go through, I wanted to jump over there and go through the Facebook page and see if there was any photos of the, guys uh, i saw that they had some of the launch and some other stuff but but i got caught up working on my project here and gonna so, go speak at baptist church here in a little bit yeah man so cody's Wanted out to there. be ready for it cody's out there doing hard things this morning huh he is out there doing hard <laughs> things and the weather's okay it it, uh, they didn't get stormed on, which that's good. They're not in a massive freeze, but you know how it is when you don't feel good. All you want to do is curl up in your bed and you don't want people to talk to you. You don't want anything going on. And 
it's the complete opposite of what you would want. And uh, sure, so but, he's having to do hard things for sure. Well, I mean, you know, we we're going over next month what, you know, about getting your gear ready for Kids Outdoor Zone, you know, our group. And it mm-hmm. reminded me of that, that we were talking details on it and going, you know, the concept of doing hard things about preparing uh, for something or getting your gear ready. And even if you don't feel good, you got to do it. And I, I think you learn that. I mean, there were some kids that bailed out of our deer hunting at the, you know, they were supposed to go during the youth hunt or youth weekend. They bailed out because their grandma or their mom called and knew it was going to be a little cold. And they're like, yeah, well, he's not, we don't think he's feeling, you know, it. <clears throat> dude, there are a lot of people these days that don't know how to do that. They're not experiencing oh, man. getting up and going, I got to get on that boat. I got to do this. I, I had a, I had a, uh, a Navy seal. I heard say something the other day and I may have talked about it on the show, but it's just stuck with me and it's in its brain. It's, it has branded my brain and it's, you don't stop when you get tired. You stop when you're finished. Yeah, that's good. And I actually talked at, uh, with that group, I was at that uh, event Friday and Saturday with that group, and I was talking to all those men. And I said, uh, I said, for example, let me tell you about beefsteak disco. Oh, no. And I tell and I tell that story about the shed. Oh yeah. When you move that shed, and you got it all the way to the back, and you, I mean, fought all day long to get it to the back, and got it up against the building, and the little guy that was with you there helping you. Um, and, and you guys, it, 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 I mean, it looked as good as done and you put a level on it and it was just a little off, you know, the quarter inch or something like that. And you said, and he said, well, that, that's good. Let's go. And you said, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to stay. We're going to make this right. We're going to finish it correctly. And, you know, that young man was so impressed by that. And I mean, impressed, like it impressed a, a value on his heart. And uh, he's gone on to be an incredible guy, graduated from the core and from uh, uh, Texas A&M. Whoop. And uh, uh, yeah. just an incredible young man. But the lessons that he learned along the trail, that was just one of them. And yeah, you... No, you're right. The branding was critical. Was good, the, the, kind of like that difference between good and great. And you have to you have to not only do it as an example, I think you do have to talk about it a little bit with them to explain what the deal is. We've just spent, what, six hours or something doing this, and you seem like you're at the end of your rope. This is it. Oh, my gosh. No, I don't want to invest any more time. But then you're that last twenty percent to finish with excellence. That makes the difference between right, good, and great. Why would you invest all that time in something and doing it, and then just walk away from it? Why not that last little bit? And I know it's the hardest. That last twenty percent is the hardest to do. But there's something great to take away from that. Oh my gosh! And. And I, what you were saying about those boys getting out, I mean, right now is a great time 
to go at that end of the season thing, the deer kind of coming back around and what a great time to put the smack down on a couple of deer. And well, you just yeah, have to put kids, me on an MLD or something then <laughs> I, I'm I, dude, I am super short on, I shot, I shot that elk, which, okay. I'm super grateful. I got an elk, yeah. but man, I could sure use, I got Joaz is coming down from, uh, from Alaska. Really? And, and we're going to do a couple of days. Yeah. We're going to do a couple of days hunting hogs. You know, what's and, funny is you bring him down in the middle of the winter, our winter, right? So he can, dude, he's going to come down and go, winter this them. is great. You know He'll he, have his shirt off sitting by the pool. <laughs> he sent me a picture of him and his wife. They did date night. Get this. They did date night in a, um, uh, a utility there. There's these emergency cabins that they build around the wilderness out uh-huh. in Alaska, yeah. where if you get caught up in a storm, you just go to these shelters They're, I mean, they're, de- and they're nice, like log cabin-y kind of things. Yeah. yeah. And for date night, he took his wife there, <laughs> did some ice fishing, <laughs> cooked some fish. <clears throat> and I said, uh, what did I say to him? Uh, I said, uh, let me see. I'll tell you what I said. I know we got to take a break, but, uh, uh. But I, I, I'm funny. Uh, You're funny. I said, uh, "What is your, what is your marriage counselor? An Eskimo? <laughs> Take your wife to the igloo once a month. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna be killing whale seals and drinking Coke Zero for date night. Oh, man, that's a throw. That 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 is kind of one of those. Throw I mean, downs. but I, I just, I, I love that. I love that. And his, he his kids are not afraid of any of that stuff. They get up and they go when you got to go. And it just, anyway, uh, well, to protect your family, you know what you want to get. That's what you do. Yes. And that would be our true health share. Cody and his family are covered by this. And this is what, as a professional angler, uh, this is what, this is what he's chosen. And it's a great option for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those that are self-employed, Altrua HealthShare. Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in the medical needs of folks for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. Altrua HealthShare is a health care sharing ministry, which means that members commit to a statement of standards, which includes healthy lifestyle choices. Members contribute a month to membership escrow. Eligible medical needs are then shared in from that escrow account. Members can see almost any provider or facility. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, myshare.org, Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Well, that's it for the, uh, that's it for the fishing, uh, segment, but we want, (laughs) we want to, we want to shout out a blessing over Cody Ryan's boat and his health and his, uh, co-angler today. Make sure that, uh, his experience is just blessed as he goes out on the water. So we're with you. The outdoor zone is with you. The regulators are with you. But coming up next, we're going to talk about news of the weird. But check us out 24-7, 365, all week at theoutdoorzone.com. Keeping you back. 
Worthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone. This is your deer shooting, flounder gigging, dog blasting, hog dogging, bass cashing, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing. I said dog blasting. Dog dog catching. We'll just say dog catching. Dog blasting. <laughs> hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie, outdoor zone radio show broadcast live from the bunkhouse. Yes. So someday I want to get a bumper sticker that has all that on there, and I'm going to put it on my vehicle, and I'm going to take it over to Sun Automotive because you know everybody at at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It's going to be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. So we use our friends over at Sun Auto Service. You know, I just did that last week. You know, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate they take pride in what they do. We want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Are you ready to uh, visit them? Well, they have locations at 405 West Slaughter Lane, which happens to be mine, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, and 1403 River Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Those are the local ones around me. But you can also go to their website at sunautoservice.com to check out all their locations. And I follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. So go sign up for that. Just go to sunautoservice.com. All right. Now it's time for our news of the weird segment. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Hmm. All right, so 27, you know, we... I don't know what's going on with hikers right now, but I'm getting a lot of news feed from the hiker world about people having problems on the trail 27 year old experienced hiker vanishes preparing for a 200 mile trek arizona cops say a 27 year old avid hiker disappeared after gathering supplies for a grueling 200 mile trek in arizona deputies say Derek bowling was last heard from january 22nd preparing for his trip in lake havasu city the mojave county Sheriff's Office Search and Rescue said in a Facebook post, Rowling had plans for a week-long hike that would take him about 200 miles remote desert and mountain through remote desert and mountains. The hike would start east of Havasu and would take him towards Kingman. Uh, Bowling is an avid, experienced hiker, but deputies said he was overdue contacting his family. Well, at least he had a uh, a plan and shared it with somebody. That's always step number one, right? Yeah, that's you need to. I mean, in any outdoor outdoor stuff, you need to say, "Hey, this is where I'm going. This is the way I'm going to get there, and this is when I'll be back." Uh, rescuers are asking for the public to help. Bowling is five foot seven, hundred sixty one pounds, with long brown hair and blue eyes. Uh. 
Let's see. Anyone with information, contact the Mojave, Mojave County Sheriff's Office. So, man, I don't know what happens to somebody. Well, you know, in Hunter's Ed, we went over that. Hunt your, uh, plan your hunt and then hunt your plan. And that's kind of one of those things, right? I'm sure that for avid hikers, it's the same way, isn't it? It should be, yeah. Are you that, plan absolutely. And, and <clears throat> most. Well, I this going to bring up a excuse uh, me a family on most of the oh, tra- yeah. most of the trails, the trailheads they'll have a log that you're supposed to sign in, and because uh, mm-hmm. you're supposed to say, "Hey, we're headed up," we're, and then they can look and see when you're coming back down. <clears throat> well, my uh, <laughs> I you, you right, know, man, I know I you I know that you like what is. those longer I need some I need some more black coffee. I need coffee. <laughs> you need black rifle coffee. <clears throat> well Hey did you go I was just gonna say I was gonna bring up you you brought up this whole thing of uh well my dad growing up used to tell my mom <laughs> if you uh if if you don't hear from me for three days then call somebody. But before that, don't ever call anybody. That was his. Your dad would say that? Uh-huh. He got pissed off one time because my mom went looking for him and calling everybody. He was gone for a day. He's like, don't ever do that again. It's a three days. Oh, wow. It's only if I'm gone for three days and you don't hear from me, then you can call somebody. Like, huh. I don't know why well, that's in that kinda, in my head. And that kind of. That kind of dovetails into the to the setting that we have now, where uh, if you have a cell phone, my wife is like, "You didn't call me. Yeah. You didn't call me." I and know. I was like, "Well, I I was doing something. I I guess I you know, or you didn't, ha- <laughs> or I'll be working on the farm, and she'll go, and she'll be gone, and she'll say, I tried calling you. I said, Well, I didn't have my phone, or I was on the tractor, or whatever.'" And she's like, you got to be able to hear your phone. You got to answer your phone. I got to know you're okay or whatever. And it's really bad with kids, really wow. bad with kids. And yeah. so uh, I thought it was interesting that that company was off in Indianapolis was offering $10,000, uh, doing a contest, $10,000 to somebody who could put their phone away for a month for one month. Yep. One month there, that's a contest and you can sign up and you, you have to go a full month and, uh, and you also, I think you have to write an essay about it when you're done. Yeah. I can't remember. It's a hundred to 500 word essay, but the cool in order to, uh, you know, get in the drawing for, or not the drawing, but get in, you have to apply for it. Right. In order to get into the contest. But I thought it was kind of cool uh, that, that they were sponsoring this cause it ran into that thing where, you know how people do dry January where they don't drink, you know, for, for one month, for the whole month of January, <laughs> yeah. this is kind of like, abstaining. I would win that. I know me I too. We could both, I could write a 500 word essay on that easy, you know, but the idea that you're doing the same experience here is a lot of people probably would have the same effects, right? You get the, the, the jitters, you get the heebie jeebies, the, the withdrawal from not having your phone 
Or would it be the other way around where it's just the people well, you know that what? want to get a hold of you like your wife? Could you do it? I'm asking you. Do you think you could do this outside oh, of business it. reasons? Outside of business reasons, could you really do it? Oh, gosh, yeah, I could do it. I'd relish it. Dude. 30 days. That You know what I, what the interesting, because I forget my phone sometimes. <laughs> And what I, what I would relish in it, you know, do you have that phantom thing what are you with your about? phone where you like, you think it's buzzing in your pocket and it's not in your pocket and you got to check it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's all, all kinds of funky stuff that's now part of your, our little existence because of smartphones, you know, and, and one of the, I'm going to just tell on myself, I went to go pick up. These, this guy had these wood cutting boards that he was getting rid of. <laughs> and I, I went to go pick him up on Friday night. I'll, I'll swing by. And Google Maps led me to the house across the street and went over. And I pulled in the driveway and I was getting mad at him. I'm like, I'm outside. He goes, well, don't come in. We don't want you to come in, but just wait in the driveway. I'm like, I'm outside. He finally came outside and he's like, are you in a white SUV? You're at the wrong house. And I, and Google map and then trying to look up the address and going, where does he have it listed? And look, I, I told, I said, I have to apologize. I've fallen into the trap where I'm not looking at the address. I'm just blindly following Google maps, telling me where to go. Didn't think about the street number, the odds being on one side, the evens being on the other side, like everybody should know. Right. I mean, Everybody should know that. And I don't believe people they know don't, that though. these days. They just fall into that. And I'm, I'm guilty too. I mean, it's like, I don't, uh, I, that's why one of the things that I think is critical to teach kids and, and I talk about it in KOC all the time is put a map in front of them, get a, get an Atlas, uh, like a U.S. map. Mm-hmm. and challenge them or get a state map and and folded state map and challenge them to like show me how to get from Houston to El Paso right and how many and miles i mean that's what we used to do when we'd take our trips from Colorado you know back home a 1000 mile trip and uh <laughs> it was like what's the next city you know you have to look at the map how far is it that would be yeah. the challenge for me as a kid to find that out where, how far do we got, how much, you know, how much longer do we have? Okay. Driving 60 miles an hour, right? You go one mile per minute or, and we'll 60 miles in an hour and kids don't even get that, that anymore, <clears throat> do they? But if we do that too with, in, in our hiking, it's one of the things that we do that we talk about when we're hiking and hunting is don't rely on your phone or your electronic devices because they can fail and inevitably they will fail, but you need to, you need to do all the stuff around it. Like, okay, here's where I'm going, letting somebody know what your, what trail you're doing, where you're going, when you're going in, when you're coming out, you need to let people know where you're hunting. You need to let people see your, uh, see what you're doing and, um, and, and understand other ways to get out of trouble. If you get into trouble that doesn't require you to have a cell phone. Although 
phones are super handy if you're hurt in the woods and you got a signal and you can call for help. So yeah, I don't, you want to make it home. I don't discount them, but man, belt and suspenders, both be careful. Hey, and factory mattress <clears throat> when Mrs. Granny and I were looking for a new mattress, we spent hours online reading reviews and then we walked into our buddy, Steve Fry's factory mattress. And there it was, uh, the right fit sleep mapping technology. We laid down on there. They did some calculating and they came back and they said, this is the kind of bed you need. And we went and looked at those bed and bought one. It's turns out mattress shopping has gotten way more personalized than I thought shop smarter, not harder with science back sleep solutions at factory mattress factory mattress makes it easy to save money and you're back with free delivery setup and removal. Get the right bed right now at factory mattress factory mattress, where we have sleep down to a science go to factory mattress, to find a location near you factory mattress, Texas, dot com so that that's your challenge regulators out there the outdoor zone is challenging could you do without your phone for a month well think about that as you go tracking on your phone and during the break but come back we're going to talk about the the game warden field notes and we're going to try to get tj some coffee and clear that up a little bit but during the week 24 7 365 you can follow us or you can listen to any of our shows at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield and I fish FLW. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at all your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you very much for being tuned in. And uh, my name is TJ Graney. Hey, I want to make sure I tell you about Keystone Bank. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by our buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team, and operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Always there. You know who you're banking with. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. That's right. I can be on the road and do my banking. To learn more, to get started with the Keystone account, visit one of our locations in person. They got the brand new building at 13715 East Ladera Boulevard in Bee Caves. There's 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Now it's time for our game board and field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game board and field notes. Yeah. Bad boys, bad 
So, um, have you ever experienced rabies? Have you seen it in person, one on one, or have you? There, there had was to get there, the shots, <laughs> not the shots. I, I decided. Well, this is going to sound terrible, but I decided not to say anything, and because uh, I didn't want to do the shots, I didn't want to figure that out. How old were you when that happened? Oh, I was about... um, Last week? No, no, no. I was about 15 years old and uh, made a decision not to tell anybody about the incident. And uh, With the dog? um, Yeah, it was with the dog. I don't know, farm. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to... I weighed it in my head. You know, like I hear all these scary stories about... About People. shots in your stomach. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, it was a scary thing back then. I don't know if it's still the same, though, but it but it definitely still has the same effects on people. Yeah. And other things, right? <laughs> As we're finding out. Oh, yeah. Out. Well, I mean, I don't know about young kids today if they even think about it. But, I mean, things that we used to think about, like rabies shots, or I remember growing up in Houston, they had TV commercials. And, you know, TV was a big deal. If you were, if you watched TV, there was three channels, maybe four. And, and if there was a commercial or something on there, it was like serious. And they had commercials about not picking up things on the ground. And it, they were talking about blasting caps. What? Because apparently while they were building buildings around downtown Houston, they'd have, you know, have to use blasting caps and blowing up concrete and stuff like that. But they had these commercials about don't pick up these things. And they were talking about blasting caps and I'll never forget that. And even to this day, I I have this thing in my head, like, I wonder if you find a blasting cap on the ground or what, you know, but so rabies is something like that. And that, uh, in Arizona, uh, in Arizona National Park, officials have a theory why the animals are going crazy. Animals are showing strange behavior at, at an Arizona National Park, and officials say it may be from rabies. Foxes, raccoons, and a bobcat have been reported acting odd at Seg- Segura. Segura? What is that? Uh, uh, Segura National Park near Tucson. Additionally, several foxes have been found dead. The latest report came from officials after a 66-year-old was attacked by a bobcat Sunday in the park. Uh, uh, The animal bit and scratched the person, sending them to the hospital with injuries. Officials suspect suspect the bobcat may have rabies. Now they think some foxes and raccoons within the park are also infected with the virus. They haven't found any animals yet and haven't found any that tested positive for rabies, but they're worried about it. It's they, they got a breakout and I'm, I just kind of thought, man, that is, that's kind of bizarre. I don't hear a lot about it. I don't see a a lot about rabies. You, You don't hear about it in pets. Not as much anymore, right? You don't you don't hear. I mean, what used to be the big thing, uh, stray animal or wild animal? Mm-hmm. You know, raccoon. 
Right? That was the big worry, that a raccoon would <laughs> going to jump on your head. Well, and they say, uh, they say that, um, that skunks are the biggest carriers of rabies and the worst. And we've got uh, our animal uh, science specialist, Taylor, <laughs> chiming in right now. And she said, the only way to tell if an animal has rabies is to cut its head off because you have to look at the base of the brain Dang. to find it. It sounds like CWD or CD, CWD, the deer. Yeah, chronic waste. <clears throat> yeah. Where they got to cut the head off to find out whether it's. Or mad, mad cow, mad cow disease, all those things, you know, it affects the brain. You'd hate to have that, you know. <laughs> okay, TJ. I mean, deer, deer breeders, deer breeders have Parks and Wildlife has gone and just slaughtered millions of dollars worth of deer to find out if a deer hurt because they're at in the early days. I think they have some other options now, but in the early days, the only way they could do it was cut off the heads. And man, they went out. It was a big deal in the deer industry. Well, deer yeah, getting wiped and, out deer herds. And the sad part is, if you really look in, it's a deep, dark subject to go into, but a lot of it started when they were mixing animals from other areas, bringing them in. You know, I think the original one they think they got from an elk, and it was at a uh, deer farm in Texas, and it caused, uh, you know, an infection. Apparently... So our animal specialists are chiming in on yes, the I bet they are outdoor zone. Uh, we're getting uh, bats are one of the ones who have problem, uh, and they're creepy and anyways. Now we know why. Now we know why they're so creepy, right? We're also hearing that possum are immune to rabies. Well, that's kind of interesting. I think the signs of rabies are rabies. Um, it's like a viral infection, like you talked about. But I guess you can tell that they kind of get they start drooling and look funny and acting funny, right? I mean, like you were a little bit earlier. I when... just thought that was a, a natural thing. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know what is natural is we got to take a break. We gotta we gotta end this segment. But when we come back, man, we are going to have an open conversation. we got a really interesting uh, guest we hope that we can get on. But in the meantime, go. I'm hoping Bad Magic is on. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe we should get. Yeah, uh, that's gotta on, be. Isn't that a cool name when you're bringing down oh, predators? Dude, I told him you got to have T-shirts. <laughs> I'd put one. I'd take one. Give me a 3X, okay, CJ? Give me a 3X. Bring it on. All right, this is the Outdoor Zone. We're going to cut out of here for just a couple minutes while we uh, we get ready for the second hour of the Outdoor Zone. Fill up your cups, come back, or you can listen to us 24-7-365 on our uh, podcast, live podcast. Get to it at theoutdoorzone.com. man 
man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, the number one outdoor radio show right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. Available live here on Sundays, 24-7, 365, at You know us guys here at the Bunkhouse in the Outdoor Zone. We are always shopping for Mother Nature's, you know, grocery store. You know where that is in the great outdoors. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass. So we invite you to uh, post your pictures on Facebook at TheOutdoorZone.com. Hey, Beef! You're back! Dun, 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 Sorry dun, about dun. that. Oh, we missed you. We missed you so much. Did you get all that black, did you get some black rifle coffee in you so you could uh, finish the show? I had to go show? get, I have scratchy throat now. I was talking about how Cody wasn't feeling well and his partner aren't feeling well. They're fishing that Brandon Belt bass tournament Lake San Rayburn and fighting through, not feeling good. And then I got a mental tick. And so <laughs> I guess I'm thinking, oops, do I have something? Rabies. Do you have rabies? That's what the problem, you know, you better check. Are you slurring and drooling? Um, you know, you got sweats, all mm. of the above. All the above. <laughs> now know, what? Oh, well, if you want to calm your nerves, there's no better place than uh, what it, the man spa. Is that what y'all call the it over there? Spot, McBride's guns. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that I want to make sure everybody knows too is um, if you have an estate that has firearms, if you have firearms that are part of an estate and you need to get them evaluated, maybe just sell them and, and uh, you know, continue on with the estate, taking care of the estate, you can go to McBride's guns and they'll help you take care of that. They'll help you evaluate them and, uh, put a, put a dollar figure on them. I know it's not something you want to think about, not something that happens, uh, every day, but it's something that you need to know. And, uh, I can't tell you how many people I've shared that with that, um, that have been grateful that they could take care of that when, when it was time. So McBride's guns, they can help you with everything firearm related, uh, even down to something as personal as a, an estate. 
if you're looking for that personal carry, they can help you with that too. Go where the where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or online at McBridesGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. Oh, man. <clears throat> so one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk about was the resurgence of, uh, oh, no, I, I know what it was. Wisconsin, that news report, this is right up yeah. here in my alley, and it's something we've been preaching about forever. Wisconsin's wildlife management account uh, will start the next two-year budget period, nearly $16 million in the red, due largely to dwelling hunting license sales, putting projects for fish stocking to habitat restoration in doubt. The department places money from the sale of hunting and fishing license into what's known as the fish and wildlife account. The department uses the money for a host of fish and wildlife management programs, including stocking game fish, restoring habitats, wardens monitoring chronicle wasting disease, and paying farmers wolf depredation claims. The department expects to generate $62 million for the account in fiscal year 2026 with spending obligations totaling 78.2 there's a 15.9 million dollar deficit and that comes from that money comes from hunting and fishing license sales and gear mm -hmm. and because the hunting sales has dropped so drastically especially in wisconsin they're not able to meet their budget. And I just think, wow. Yeah. It's something we've been talking about for a very long time. And Parks and Wildlife has done all kinds of things to try and figure it out. You know, it'd be and, interesting uh, to go and do a little study and see if it is what it was post pandemic, because I know there was an uptick and a surge in the outdoors. You know, for people uh, doing things in the outdoors or especially hunting or, you know, going, getting your license. I wonder if that fell back off because of that and it's back where it was. It did. It's gone below pre-COVID numbers. Oh, no. I read a report on it and yeah, that was just a bump. That's why I was joking that on your backdoor, <clears throat> backdoor app or whatever your Craigslist. Hey, 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 don't go there. Start watching for campers and and stuff that people bought, thinking they were canoes, kayaks, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know they're going to start showing up because all that money that they were given, or all that time off they were given, paid, they used it to go hunting and fishing and outside because they, you know, they wouldn't allow them in inside places. No, um, I but mean, that whole thing is just hit the wall again yeah. and now people don't have money and they're not going outside and doing stuff they're just well you know don't don't have inside. money my wife and i had a conversation about that yeah actually yesterday with uh, our son-in-law and the difficulty was where everything has gone up so much because of inflation that 
when you say you don't have money, it's because you what you can't do all the things you were doing before because the money doesn't go as far, right? So you have to decide, and nobody seems to want to give up anything. <laughs> they want to continue. To do hard things. I hear that. <laughs> you know, because you go to the grocery store, and let's just say what used to be 30 bucks is now, I call it the $100 trip. That's just all there is to it. It's now a hundred dollar trip. And you're like, what happened? Why is everything did I, gone? Did up? I tell you, did I tell you I started, Sandra and I started making sourdough bread? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a we whole nother We started segment. making our own bread. Oh boy. That, that's actually pretty cool. I know Rick Burr's wife does that and they were talking about making a starter and passing it on to us and say, it's good bread. Yeah, we've got. We got the whole starter thing happening, and uh, I made my first couple of loaves of bread, and they came out really good. The last one I did, I put cinnamon and blueberries in it. Now you've reached the Dude. outdoor bakery channel, yes. And I and I'm you know, and I'm I'm just kind of this rogue slapping stuff together, and Mrs. Granny's measuring and she's putting in a special you know, orders a special well, baking Wait, wait a minute. Are that. you using, you're competing. It's like she does her bread and you yeah. do your bread. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you're going to have the grainy bread off then where you're breaking yep. bread and you're going to, are you going to. It's pretty funny. Are you going to exchange it with her and have her judge it? And then you judge hers? <laughs> Would that go over well? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> You just got to be nice. You just got to be nice. It's like, oh, that lovely. No, it's it's been it's been fun. It's been fun, and uh, but yeah, the cost of things has gone up, and people the the expense of going outside, the idea of going outside. There's still people with money that are doing it. The people that have money, real wealth, or they're still doing their stuff. Um. But there was just that surge of people that uh, went to the national parks, went on vacations, bought RVs, did that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm just guesstimating that stuff. And and the industry of the outdoors has not figured out what you and I know, which they need an army of mentors to train up the next generation of hunters and fishermen mm-hmm. and as an industry, they haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> no, they to don't keep know it where, going. where is that army going to come from? You know, my granddaughter who is seven years old now yesterday, she said, grandpa, I want to go chop wood with you. I want to chop wood and I want to shoot a turkey. <laughs> with a with a bow and arrow I'm like you want to do that all uh, together like mrs granny <laughs> standard just mrs granny just wanted to chop down a tree so we took an axe and went and chopped down a tree and then she wanted to uh next she wants to shoot a rabbit skin it and eat it and she wants to build a shelter <laughs> sounds like a koz event <laughs> doesn't it man i told her <laughs> I, i'm just like oh Okay, we're going to do that. I like we're it. We're going to do that. And we'll pack our like sourdough it. bread in our little backpacks with us. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have it. And hey, we'll create a wood fire. 
You want to go somewhere where you uh, don't have to do hard things? Someone will do it for you. That is Sun Automotive. Everybody at some points needs to have their vehicle repaired. And it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service, which I just did two weeks ago. Yes, yeah, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. So when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs and transmission services, even extended uh, warranties, Sun Auto Service sincerely appreciates the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you. Mine happens to be at 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. That's just the local ones for us. You can go visit their website at sunautoservice.com to see the location nearest you. All right, follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go to sunautoservice.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. Welcome back to the Outdoor Zone. Here's a notice to you antis and terrorists out there, us bunkhouse boys and our regulators. We don't give in to you anti-gun crowd, PETA terrorist or Taliban. It's how we roll here in the bunkhouse. Keep informed by riding the trail with us all week online at theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, thanks to our friends over at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Get a fast start without the fast talk to the new year during the Start Something New sales event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Don't be fooled by some dealership advertisers advertisements that show you a lower price than put surprise aftermarket items on their cars to increase the price of the vehicle. Those are called addendums or dealer add-ons. How about that Ram 1500, America's best light-duty pickup for new vehicle quality at as ranked by J.D. Power, uh, how about a 24-2500 Tradesman Diesel 4x4 with over 13000 in savings? That's the one I drive. It's our Start Something New sales event from your Ram and Jeep expert at Nile Maxwell Supercenter for the best selection of free lifetime protection plan and Nile's promise to beat any competitor's price go see the experts in central texas at nile maxwell supercenter head to the nile maxwell supercenter where we sell more than anyone else 620 and 183 in austin or visit us online at nile maxwell supercenter.com nile maxwell supercenter.com all right now it's time for our PETA report <laughs> They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. You know, we talk about PETA. We talk about PETA all the time. Yep. And all the idiotic things that they do and, and just aghast that people would give them money, but they do. Um... Uh, and but I wanted to highlight the uh, bison project 
and what real conservation and animal welfare looks like. Yep, there we go. This is this is a place. PETA has nothing like this. The uh, Humane Society has nothing like this. They don't do the kind of things that actually make a difference. And I just wanted to highlight this. It says uh, South Dakota bison may be key to saving the entire U.S. population from a herd of just 36 to more than 1,500. Custer State Park's herd is leading a bison boom. Every year, cowboys and riders from across South Dakota join the Custer State Park Bison Roundup. I want to do that, <laughs> just so you know. Bucket list. Uh, though the event looks like looks a bit like an old-time reenactment, the Custer herd has proven to be extremely important to the future of American bison. Um, so, uh Back in 1914, they yep. started, they gathered these together, this small herd together there. And now it's grown. They've grown that herd to 1,500. Well, we started they at 36, the, right? They started at 36 in 1914, and they've grown the herd. I mean, at one point, there was 60 million bison in the U.S., and they were just slaughtered. Um, but this is a restoration program. And so this um, so this project in South Dakota, these bison, bison, they've gone from 36 to 1,500. And the land that they're on will hold about 1,000 of them mm-hmm. healthy, in, a healthy, in a healthy park. And so they sell off about 500 and those that herd has been the seed bison for herds across the country and it's and it's turned out to be this beautiful restoration project for the bison where now we have bison in in places all around the country that w- once they were there plentiful now they're coming back and I, thought- I just thought man hats off to this group this um visionary uh leadership to bring this bison population back i was at the at a ranch this last week and they had some bison there that uh they had hunted and and i mean it just incredible what uh what's been done with the bison population and then we can talk about wild turkeys and we could talk about white-tailed deer and a lot of stuff but the bison is such an iconic oh yeah american mm-hmm. you know visual that i just love this and i want to go i want to go there and ride a horse and work <laughs> the bison well not only i think it's kind of cool that they uh i think what they do is find the new the newer ones the new buffaloes little little guys running around and they the calves. they vaccinate them so that when they send them off, they're doing it the right way. Yeah, yeah, they're it's a breeding herd, and they and they'll they'll do that roundup. They'll bring them all in. They'll vaccinate the young ones and check on all the herd, and then they'll pair them up and split them off and sell them off. And uh, I, I just I was just I was what I was thinking was this is conservation at its finest. Yes especially since you talked about 60 million that went down to 500 probably that were wild. 
I mean, at some point in the whole it's a, it's United a, States. It's a solution. Right. It's a solution to a problem, right? Yep. I mean, it's it's actually taking something. It's the and, and okay, so you go into the the city of Austin. We had that situation, and, and this happens around the country. We talk about it. You take a, a feral cat. Somebody lets cats out. Cats they begin this feral colony, right? And you got fifteen cats living in some woods next to a, a home uh, neighborhood, and those cats are killing everything from squirrels to songbirds. I mean, they're just decimating the songbird population. The number one killer for songbirds are feral cats, and the and the idea that the the city comes up with or the antis come up with uh is to cat trap them and then uh neuter them or spay them or whatever they do to a cat and then let them go back which is absurd well it's uh working on um symptoms not solutions and that's what i like about what these guys are doing here they're working on solutions right I just, uh, yeah, and I just thought there's there's so much cool involved with that. So you would like, I know you were going to turn it back to feral cats somehow. I don't know how, but it always turns back <laughs> to you and your feral cat uh, problem. Well, I just, I, I just, I'm, I was trying to think of a, a, a way to correlate the two mindsets. One is, you know, it's like ducks unlimited buying marshlands, wetlands, or, right. how or, do you or use the money rehabbing that, soil. How do you use the money that's given to you? And I show, think even show in the re- something tangible that, that shows us that that money is being used for something that makes sense. And that's why this and, is the repeat. This is the Peter report this time, right? Because it actually shows people using. Uh, money in the right direction and uh, thinking about solutions to a problem. Well, not just thinking about it, but doing ab- it. actually right. creating positive outcomes and solutions to the problem. Anyway, I was just amazed at that. I had no idea. I knew there was a lot of bison at the you know beginning when they had six hundred sixty million bison and that and and part of what happened was when the bison were killed they it ruined our prairie lands because the the soil has to be turned there's there's a lot of reasons why these herds are so important and why cattle are important uh to the where where cattle roam and they they're grazing and the natural grasses and stuff are are healthy because because of the way that cattle graze and turn the soil and when those but areas TJ, are... haven't you heard? No, it's not okay because, you know, cows fart. And that's what's causing the problem in the environment and your gas, your gas fireplace. Man, you are so... You're on a list somewhere because you're talking about how cows help and how yes, gas I'm on a list. works. So... You're on that list now because you like, you, you think those are good. <laughs> Can you believe that those two things are being considered? 
Uh, well, it's and, interesting. It's just interesting to me, and, and I don't know what what level of reality a lot of those folks live in. Um, I don't know that they that people that are anti this kind of stuff, whether they actually understand the ecology of our natural world and I how all that stuff happens. I don't, I don't I, think I, it's being I don't taught. Get it. You're not being taught critical thinking, you know, about looking for the solutions to the problem instead of just. But here's a solution: if you're looking for health care, find an, a you need to find affordable, top quality health health care. You know, one of those options for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. It's Altrua HealthShare, the 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over. 25 years. Altrua HealthShare, it's not insurance. However, it is a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. Altrua HealthShare is a health care sharing ministry, which means that members commit to a statement of standards, which includes healthy lifestyle choices. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow. Eligible medical needs are then shared in from the escrow account. Depending on which level of membership someone chooses, there are options for telemedicine, counseling services, maternity services, and much, much more. Members can see almost any provider or facility. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, myshare.org, Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Well, there we go. We took it all the way from uh, Buffalo to gas to feral everything. So, <laughs> healthcare, um, healthcare, and healthcare, and getting the best for your family. Hey, join us uh, as we come back again. We're going to talk about the Armed Citizen Report. Beefsteaks relative uh, is in the news, and you'll want to hear about that. But you can catch us all week, three sixty-five. You know, twenty-four-seven on theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's The Outdoor Zone live on The Bunk House, so recorded as a live podcast, 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com, and all your favorite podcast platforms. Shout out to Cody. Ryan, right now, as he's fishing the, the Brandon Belt series on Lake San Rayburn. Hopefully, he's feeling better. Uh, hey, thanks. This segment, thanks, goes to our friends over at Keystone Bank, where you experience the value of community banking. It's where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. It's Keystone Bank, founded by our buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team and operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. I'm telling you, the it's incredible to know who you're talking to, who your banker is, when you need a loan, when you want to go buy a car, when you want to refinance your house, knowing your banker matters. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime, we're a mobile world. If you can't get on your phone and and check your bank account, you're at the wrong bank. Keystone Bank has all those 
accessories, online banking apps that you need. Uh, to learn more, get started with the Keystone account. You can go to one of their locations in person. There's 13715 East Ladera Boulevard. That's the brand new one there in Bee Caves. And there's 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin. There's 900 Hutchins Avenue over there in Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank. Keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Now it's time for our Armed Citizen Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. There you go. <clears throat> so I had a uh, I had some conversations this week with some folks about um how do you protect yourself how to and and i mean we've had probably five news reports come across the outdoor zone desk this in the last week or two about 70 plus year old folks and people breaking in their house house invasions mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and they protected that one guy's wife was getting beat up and he got to his gun and killed the intruder, the guy, the crazed guy that broke in their house and was beating his wife. Yeah. And, uh, and there, there's just, I mean, I'm, we're inundated with a lot of that right now. And I don't know why that is, why we're getting all these reports. I don't know if, if our net has grown wider. Uh, but I, I just thought, okay, I could, we could tell a hundred of those stories. And they're true. A good guy with a gun saves his family. Save, and you don't hear that right. in the regular media. But there was something else that I thought was really interesting. And uh, last week we talked about some guns that uh, were proposed to be banned uh -huh. in some of, some states just spinning off out of control. And one of them was the Jesse James, the motorcycle builder who moved out of California to Texas to build rifles and motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was cool that he had his rifles on those list of banned <laughs> items, you know, that, that he would be producing a, <laughs> a gun that, that the ATF or the, you know, state, not ATF, but the state government would be putting on a list. It's kind up of a badge up in of Illinois, honor, up in Illinois or somewhere. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of a badge of honor for, for him. But the, then I saw that the, the real Jesse James, uh, the outlaw cowboy, Jesse James, that he, one of his pistols went up for sale and it was a pretty well documented pistol mm -hmm. that went up for sale. And I thought, well, now that's pretty cool. Not that I would spend that kind of money on a pistol to put in a gun safe where it, you know, I mean, that's, but I think it's, I think it was cool. It is really and, cool. Uh, yeah. And then, and then we ran across this article where your long lost relative mm -hmm. Alexander Hamilton's pistol pistols were up for sale, or actually they sold them. Uh, I think they sold them for eight hundred grand or something for a like that. Over eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, and I didn't. So I didn't realize this, and and. I am so sorry. I uh, I guess I dropped out of school before 
we got to this part in history, but he was killed in a duel. Yeah. A pistol. Yeah, a pistol duel. I mean, it's like take 10 steps, turn around, and shoot. Yeah, yeah, in mid-morning, and like it's been foggy out. Yeah, and that, and uh, as being a, you know, founding father, right? Yeah. And president. And, uh, well, when, so my, the backstory to this is that my sisters, I'm the only boy in the family, and they needed, in order to complete their DNA family tree, they needed to have the last male, uh, which is me in that family tree, to do a DNA. So I decided I'm going to do it for my sisters. And one interesting part, when it came back, they give you a list of people that you are connected with. And one of them, it was the, the top one was, boom, Alexander Hamilton. And, you know, they've got the big Hamilton play, right, on Broadway. Um, that whole thing is super popular. And uh, I told my wife, I'm going to start. Um, paying uh, when we go to restaurants, I'm going to bring cash and I'm going to pay in $10 bills only. And when they ask why, <laughs> I'm going to say, because look, look at that guy right there on the $10 bill. See that? That's Alexander Hamilton. I look like and him. Yes. Look at me. I'll turn sideways and go, see, that's exactly what he looked. And he's on that portrayed on the $10 bill. But I think it's a cool story. And uh, I think TJ, I thought, we had already talked about this one time. You're like, you need to just stop right there and not go any farther with the story because the rest of the story goes to where he gets shot in a duel and dies later that day. And they were throwing down because he, that guy made some, um, my understanding is he made some negative comments about Alexander's wife. And uh, he said, all right, let's go do it at dawn with pistols. Out on the bank and the foggyness. And the family actually had the pistols. They had two sets of pistols. The original one that he had when he was in the in the uh, shooting, and then they had this set of pistols. Yeah, I'm not going to pay eight hundred thousand. You know, maybe I can go visit. Them. I could show them my DNA link, and I could say, "Hey, look, we're connected." So I need to uh, go put some hands on it. You know, to have some closure over this whole thing. I think that would be, uh, you think I could get away with that? No, no. you don't so, think so? Uh, one of the things that this Christie's auction house, and I'm sure there's many, many others out there, but they do this American history auction once a year. Mm -hmm. And they have some pretty cool stuff in there. And uh, anyway, I, I just thought it was interesting uh, uh, knew that there was some history there with you and you want to know what's I, even I, worse TJ is that the guy's name that shot him was Aaron Burr <laughs> his well, last name and, and we happen to know someone that has that last name Burr so do you think that's a connection so you two and you two guys are on a deer lease together yeah that's going to be interesting all right I'm going <laughs> to I, there's so You're going to revenge. Jokes. You're yeah. going to revenge your <laughs> bloodline. Uh, we're going to change history. We're going to go back. And I change wonder it. if his family goes back that direction. He's probably not willing to do the blood thing, though, is he? Uh, probably not. He want to get on that no. tracker, a DNA. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get registered with the with the feds on who who they who he oh, is. Bigger than feds. That's a world thing.
But yes, uh, they they also did all kinds of cool stuff, right? Uh, shotguns and there's mounts and it's not just uh, it's not just you know the rifle, right, or the pistol. No, and I I just thought that the guns, you know, the historic guns like that. Um, uh, I I am a huge I'm a huge Texas Rangers, and not the baseball team, but well, I I do. You like Love them the, too, them too, but uh, Texas Rangers, as in law enforcement, I love their memorabilia. Mm -hmm. I love their. I, I did some work with them years ago and was uh, inducted into their uh, kind of um, temporary or you're like a uh, deputy. Uh, yeah, a deputy. yeah, and I got a badge and and all that stuff. And so as a native, an honorary, a, honorary, honorary. Yes. yes. And as a fourth or fifth generation Texan, it was like the pinnacle of some of that stuff. And, um, but I love looking at their stuff. You can go to, go to their events. Like they'll do a gala or fundraiser for their history museum, the mm -hmm. Texas rancher history museum and stuff. And Rangers will put up some of their gear, like, you know, their, old pistol or their old boots or you know their an old badge or something like that and you can win it in auctions and it's like man that's just to me that's just you know the texas ranger cool museum in waco up there you go see bonnie and clyde and uh that that uh the vehicle they're in and the bullet holes in the shootout it's was there cool. is that real vehicle there yeah, is that the actual is. vehicle yeah. You can go there. It's and there because that's not. There is a real Texas Ranger History Museum, and it's not in Waco. That's a, that's a different one. But I didn't know. I'd want to see that. Now you want to go see that shot up vehicle. Now you want to go. It's the actual one. It's the actual one. That's my understanding. Yep. We'll go. Wow. We'll go research it and make sure. But yes, I'm pretty darn sure. Okay. So uh, one thing I know for sure is that Mrs. Graney and I were searching everywhere. We were doing our homework to try and pick out our new mattress. And we thought it, we knew exactly what we wanted. And then we went to visit our friends over at Factory Mattress, and they had the right fit sleep mapping technology. We let them do that, and it pointed us to a different mattress. And we bought the different mattress. Not only did we save money, but we got the exact right mattress. We love our mattress. And you spend so much time in your bed, you should have a mattress that makes you happy and that's comfortable. Not only do you save money, you save your back with a free delivery setup and they remove the old one. So you're not lugging around a mattress anywhere. They'll take care of the whole thing when you buy your mattress from Factory. Get the right bed now during the sales going on at Factory Mattress, where they have sleep down to a science. FactoryMattressTexas.com. FactoryMattressTexas.com to find a location near you. All right, we're coming back for our last segment, but don't worry. You can catch us 24-7, 365, all week long at TheOutdoorZone.com.
Speaking All of. All right. Welcome back, you feral, white trash, blue collar radio <laughs> podcast listeners. You guys are, guys and gals are cray cray. <laughs> hey, uh, Aldo Leopold once said, I'm glad I will not be young in a future without wilderness. It's up to us to train the next generation of outdoor men and women. Don't sit on the back row, stand and fight. Give to the Kids Outdoor Zone. Land, cash, vehicles, boats, or start a group in your church. Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com to donate. Kids Outdoor Zone. K-O-Z. No kid left inside. So uh, one of the things that is big right now, and Beef, you want to talk about it, it's right in your wheelhouse, the technical elements to owning a suppressor, having a suppressor, picking a suppressor, and the first thing that I always think about is, uh, you know, James Bond or some some movie where they're running along and they stop and they screw this suppressor onto their the <laughs> silencer onto their pistol and then they you, you, you can't hardly hear it but people are falling everywhere and uh, hey if you want but to you know that. that's not that's not the way it really works it's not really that way you know the, I think. It's, I'm going to go down the rabbit trail and start really investigating Shocking. this and, uh, and probably bring my, some of my findings or bring the outdoor zone and the regulators along the trail with me as I go down this suppressor versus silencer versus can it work on multiple firearms? It turns out I could get one that was rated for like 30, um, you know, basically a 30 cal that would match multiple multiple firearms that I have. So you you have to just thread the barrels. That is what I'd have to do on two of them. The one I got, you know, that the Bagard, you know, 6.5 that I always talk about that you all make fun of, which is awesome by the way. That one's already toity with that thing. (laughs) That one is, you know, already threaded, right? It's got, you put muzzle brakes or whatever on it. But the other ones like the Savage or the 270 or the 243 or, you know, all of those can't standard hunting rifles, they aren't threaded, but you can do that. You can't get that done. And I want to go and talk to the, the, you know, the guys over at McBride's and say, Hey, what, what am I thinking here? Is this right? Should I get these threaded? Should I invest in something different? I want to go weigh all my options. Because I think it'd be really cool. I've hunted with a guy that had a suppressor on uh, on the AR style that he hunted with, and it was pretty cool. It really was. He no. Ear I mean, protection. it does. It do, it makes it less noisy, but it's not like a silencer. I mean, it's not like we don't have time to get into all of that right now on silencer. So you got to go out and and you have to fill out you have to register yourself as an owner of a suppressor. You have to go fill out the government paperwork. It's a little different than that, which I don't think we have time like I said I want to really Put talk it on about a postcard. it. postcard. You can do you have to go register, There's right? There's some different I mean, rules now. To- There's different rules in Texas. I think as of September first when they passed a law that it's not as stringent as it used to be, but the time frame is still. 
the same. Well, it, it, I, I don't understand. I think it's, I think the reason why it even has any of that around it is because of this mythical movie technology that floats around out there. Suppressors. What, what is the, why would you have to register that any different than just a firearm or why would you, ha- it's just an accessory. I think they're going to finally get to that point, right? If they spend enough time on it to get to the point that it is like something that helps the hearing uh, protection. I mean, there's a lot of things that can help with. Yeah. But I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, it's silly. I, I think it was just a tax grab to, to begin with, or another way to get people to register that they have firearms uh, if you buy one and you got to register to get it, then they're they're getting your name just one more time to put on their little list. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I did. I do. Uh, I do like that. Starting next year, vehicles in the state of Texas will not have to have a. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew. I knew you were going to go there. I disagree, and that's a whole nother thing. Of course, that's. You know, some people disagree with the constitutional carry and not having to go through a firearm, you know, class or a lesson in order to qualify for it. I mean, come on, man. Look at some of the stuff that's out there and that you would drive or I would drive if you didn't have to have an inspection. Man, I'm telling you. Uh, but the, the, the question is, there's so many people with new cars good running vehicles, all those kind of things. I mean, if your lights out on your vehicle, then you can get pulled over and get a ticket for that. <laughs> I don't know. It, well, I'm I, talking about I just, massive the less, break. The less government, the less government, uh, the better it, it's done. It's done its play. It has its place, but I mean, come on. Now, I agree there is some, um, you know, if a car is a certain age, that's different. But, I mean, you know, they talk about uh, things like even the ranch truck that I got to get or the Suburban that I got to get done every year. It's like, oh, this isn't working. An engine light is on. You know, I've got to go get those things. And it is a little bit difficult, but it keeps you up to date. And so we can argue about this later because we have a different of opinion. Oh, it's not an argument. It's just well, I just we can discuss. Fine with not, with not asking or not. I mean, good people, good people, train up a child in the way he should go. Raise up kids to do well, to do right. Live your life doing things correctly, doing them well, doing them with excellence. And you, you're not going to drive around in a vehicle that's dangerous like that. You're going to take care of your business. Human nature is, well, I guess human nature may not be what it once was or what I think it should be. But go <laughs> ahead, Beef. No, you just said the verse, you know, Proverbs 22, 6, you know, about training up a child and the way they go. They will always come back, and that's what you're talking about. I love it. Um, so that was for Cody Ryan, you know. But, uh, you know, something that I read that was real interesting Love isn't a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. To love something is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and right now. Let's uh, practice that this week.
Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> well, Cody's not here You're to make like, fun of me. That's like something to do on February 14th. It's coming up. Uh, it's coming hey, up, buddy. I know. Hey, folks, this week, I want to encourage you to get the kids off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds and trees. Heck, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is, as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. Uh, today, Sunday, I want to encourage you to find a good Bible-based church in your community somewhere. Guys, take your family to church, then maybe take them out to lunch. It's where it all begins anyway. Uh, if you'd like to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church, you can go to kidsoutdoorzone.com to get more information. If you have a boy that needs some time in the outdoors and a good mentor, look, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com, find a church in your community, and get them Get them involved in Kids Outdoor Zone, KOZ. And if you'd like to donate to the mission of Kids Outdoor Zone, cars, land, cash, um, you can go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. KOZ, no kid left inside. All right. Uh, what do we got left? That's well, it, no, good from... luck, TJ. Good luck on your uh, going out and speaking about it today. Good luck on that, brother. Yep, thank you for doing at the it. Church today, and uh, thank you. I need all the luck I can get, and a little bit of Jesus right there. All right, from Cody Ryan, Beefsteak, our Wranglers, Ranch Hands, and myself, TJ Granny. Just want to say, God bless and regulators. Let's mount up. Country folks can't.